Hey everyone and welcome to the Hashtag Career Goals podcast. I'm your host Adele Walsh and each week I interview incredible women on how they crafted their amazing careers. My guest today is Naomi Walkland, the Director of Marketing at Bumble. Naomi leads Bumble's operations across Europe. Overseeing the brand's strategy and campaigns, she combines commercial acumen with creativity to forward Bumble's mission to help women make the first move in love, life, and business. Previous to Bumble, Naomi worked in PR and consulted on marketing for global brands, including Google, Uber, and Bumble itself. After working closely with the brand as a consultant, she decided to go full-time with them in 2018, as they are a brand that truly aligned with her personal values, supporting and empowering women. Naomi's career has been driven by supporting and empowering women. In 2017, she founded The Power of Quitting, a panel series that explores how professional women pivot to embrace change and find purpose. She is also currently a board member for OK Mentor, a program that supports female graduates into creative industries. In this interview, Naomi and I discuss her incredible career journey, the benefits of mentorship and networking, and the importance of always being kind. I really hope you enjoy this one. Here's Naomi. Naomi, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's a nice way to start my morning. Yeah, great. Um, So tell me about your school days and what did you want to be when you grew up? School days, um, yeah, they were really fun. I think I look back on them pretty fondly I was definitely quite a shy child which would be surprising to a lot of my Mm. friends now I think I was um yeah I was quite reserved but I think at school I kind of definitely was a bit loud and chatty and I was always the one where teachers would um say you need to stop talking um or get separated (laughs) from friends um the school days were great I think um yeah I was I've always been pretty focused and driven I think a lot of my school friends would probably echo that as well um, and kind of thinking about what I wanted to do when I grew up, I think um, I always wanted to kind of at the time at school work in, I wish to say I wanted to be a businesswoman, hadn't really defined exactly what that was, but my mum ran, well still does run, sorry, in consultancy business, so it's always been a businesswoman in my eyes. And then so I was really focused on, you know, really trying to be, um, you know, I, I, I knew I wanted to be successful in the business world, but I didn't know exactly what it was um, when I was at school. Um, so I kept it kind of just like, yes, I will become some sort of businesswoman, whether at the time I think I was probably leaning to management consultancy when I when I was about 16 to 17. Oh wow, so that ambition was there and obviously you had your mom as a role model. That's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've always been pretty driven. I was actually looking through, um, I was at my mum's a few weeks ago and I was looking through my old school reports and yes, whilst I had things like Naomi talks too much and probably could be focused it was always a band um she had quite a lot of drive and um all of those different things so it, it will serve you well that you chat a lot <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> um, so what did you end up studying in the end and why yes I ended up studying anthropology um, mm. at Durham and so I have always been you know I'm a bit of a humanities geek and loved okay. humanities and I think anthropology was a great blend of that I've always been interested in people and really curious around society and um, 
you know, how people contribute to society, their livelihood and different aspects. And so anthropology really is a study of people and culture. And for me, it was just fascinating and combined all my interests. Um, I definitely spent many years when people would be like, what is anthropology? I mean, I still get that asked now. They're like, yeah. what is anthropology? What yeah. is that as a degree? <laughs> and I think that um, it's been really interesting. So I think it really is around how to understand how people's lives and societies and how people make their lives meaningful. And yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It was great. I didn't want to be an anthropologist, but I thought it was a good foundation for- I just thought it was super uh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, for where I was heading. How do you think the degree served you in your career now? Obviously we can go a bit more into it, but you know, as you look back, how did it kind of serve you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's really interesting as well. So when you take anthropology, it's around, you know, how people live in societies, how they make their lives meaningful. And, you know, whilst I'm not an anthropologist, I think I apply a lot of techniques in my role as a marketeer. Like, I think as a marketeer, you definitely have to have a pulse on culture, empathy of your target audience and mm-hmm. an understanding of how we can bring value to them. And so I think I took all those learnings about studying people and adding meaning and have applied that in my role, um, in all my roles in marketing and communications. So tell me about your first role. So after anthropology, Apology. Um, where did it take you? And looking back, what do you think the most important thing to know when you're starting out in a first role? Yeah, I mean, I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself of landing a job in my second year of university so I could relax before my third year. Yeah, um, wow. And which is very Driven. a lot of, <laughs> yes, very, yeah. And I, I put a lot of my pressure on myself. I was doing a lot of internships during my summer. And I think at the time, success was getting a job before you go into your third year and you could kind of rest assured and make sure you got the grades. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did get a job ahead of my third year at university, which was working for a graduate scheme, working for a luxury um, public relations company. Mm. And um, so I that was my first role. Um, it was a really good foundation and really good learning. I think what I always tell people now is like, yes, absolutely have your drive, but take some time to really understand what you want to do. Um, and also don't, your first job's not going to be perfect. Like that's not going to be the job you end up for the rest of your life. Well, I mean, it might do some people. I mean, my husband's been at his same job since he was an in, like since he started as an intern. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, um, I think there's a lot of pressure you put on yourself, especially as a grad and especially if you're driven and looking for something. So first job was, um, at a public um, relations luxury company really enjoyed it. it was a good foundation but I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do kind of forever yeah. um, and probably at the time put myself under so much pressure of like trying to escape that rather than like taking in all the learnings and everything that I can take but I mean hindsight's always a great thing isn't it um, yeah. so that was my first job yeah because when you're in it you're you put pressure on yourself to either perform something that you know isn't right for you or else you try to just kind of bat it away and get out of there ASAP but really you could just sit and learn and know it's not forever I suppose yeah yeah I always see it as you know um it's this quote by Oprah and I always stand by it but it's very much around like your job doesn't define who you are it's almost like a stepping stone to where you want to become and I think it's so much easier saying that now once you've had years in your career but you know you've really got to see those places and those moments as bus stops on the way to where you're um, going yeah I love that yeah it's bus stops that's really good actually um okay so kind of from there so when you when you notice maybe you don't you don't like this whatever how did you kind of make a change and what does what does that career, I guess, look like between then and now? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, 
after that, I've always been like a serial networker, I think. <laughs> My oh, friends would say that. So I think even when I started and even before then, I've always been networking, whether it was at graduate events or different things. So um I started networking, kind of utilizing my network at the time while small around what my next role would be. And I had like a top list of um, marketing and public relations companies I wanted to work at. And I then moved to a company um, based in London, which is a great agency, really kind of culture first agency based in central London. And that was brilliant for me because I had amazing brands. I worked on great brands such as Evian and Futron and American Eagle at the time and Adidas, just fantastic brands. And um, that was a really good foundation for me. It was a young agency. It was really vibrant. And I really had some fantastic role models and bosses at that company who really kind of took me under their wing and developed me. And um, I, they, always, they knew my ambition and drive and they really, really harnessed that and gave me responsibilities and roles around that. So I was in public relations um, for that company for a couple of years. And then after that was looking to really kind of move and pivot more into an advertising agency just to kind of flex that experience. And my ultimate aim was always going in-house, but I realized I could probably learn a little bit more um, from the advertising side. So went to a new agency. It was at the time, um, well, at the time it was a new agency um, and I was the fourth hire. It was a brilliant agency, mm. really great, really great leadership as well. Um, and one of the bosses who is kind of still a mentor to me today was fantastic. Again, I've always, I think one of the things is I've been and very fortunate to have great mentors and great leaders who have kind of just pushed me on my way and helped me shape what my journey is and what my next step is. So I worked there for a bit um, and then left and went to a company, um, another luxury company, so kind of went back into luxury. And... Um, I really hated it and I really 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 didn't like it and I mm -hmm. was really really unhappy and you know even during the whole interview process I had this gut feeling of not like this is not the place for me but unfortunately like I think everyone has this like you make that one jump where you do it for salary and I was making it I was like I want yeah. to make more money and I was like this is how I'm going to do it and this will help me do this and so I did it for that intention I would never ever do that again like I would never okay, go somewhere yeah. just from a from a salary move at all and I really didn't like it the culture wasn't for me um so I quit and I um I quit and I had an idea roughly I was like I'll freelance for a bit I'll do a little few, few things I had by that time quite a good network of um people working at different brands and different agencies so I was like it'll be fine um but I was scared at the time and you know, I'm really thankful that my husband encouraged me and, you know, I'm very aware of the well, fact that I was able to do so um, as well. So I did that and then I set up my own marketing consultancy, which I had for a number of years um, and had some brilliant clients, including Bumble. Um, and so um, that's what I did for a couple of years. Loved it. Great. Um, really, really learned a lot when you're consulting. And I'm sure you've even had it from a like a tiny bit from contracting mm -hmm. your, your own boss your your hr your finance new business person like you, you do learn so absolutely much. Yes. everything can you learn so much and so i think that really sharpened my business acumen and also resilience because you know you win some projects you don't win others and so i think that really it was a pivotal moment for me and i think i was i was really really enjoying it and then um i was working with bumble and um one of um, my previous boss who was working at the time was like you know you should you know would you consider and I was like oh you know I really love this company I love the values I love the mission I met my husband on Bumble like you know I, I loved I loved like, you're the advocate for Bumble like yeah 
yeah and so I absolutely loved it and so I then made the step and I moved up uh, moved to Bumble and I've been at Bumble for over two and a half years now amazing okay so there's a such a long-winded way (laughs) no no amazing there's a few things there I want to touch on and then I'll go back to Bumble you're big at networking what are your kind of key tips for networking I guess because I think people kind of find a bit daunting or they don't know how to initiate conversation or make it useful you know what are your kind of thoughts around networking yeah my um my kind of tips are I'm a big believer in like not just I think there's this tendency to network with people above you so always kind of looking at you know the roles more senior to you but I'm a big believer in peer-to-peer networking so people on your same level or even Mm -hmm. frankly like just earlier on in your career as you grow other people around you will grow and you know when I look at what my first kind of clients came from they came from my peers not necessarily people who were more senior than me of course that helped as well but I think it's that's a really big thing and I think a lot of people underestimate that because you're constantly trying to chase the above where you know you've got to remember as you grow other people grow around you as well I think with um, networking it's always good to have like an intention so I mean before pre-covid there were networking events and different things but like what is the purpose of network like your your event or something that you're attending or what are you trying to achieve and I always just accept myself you know I'm going to speak to two two people attending or I'll look through the list and say I really want to speak to these people so network with purpose as well and I think Mm -hmm. I've just you know with the kind of community and network that I've built I've kept in touch and I consider people for things or I'll you know networking doesn't need to be like a take thing straight away but it could just be you know I read this really interesting article or I saw a job available that you might be good at and just you know I'm constantly thinking of people in different ways not with anything with the intention of wanting something back but just building and maintaining that network as well so I think don't just think about it as like what you can get it's what you can give it's a two-way it's a two-way system yeah absolutely And you did mention that you obviously were really fortunate to have kind of leaders and strong managers. So what are your thoughts around that being something to look for when going to a new role? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important to, I mean, you're not going to always know that in the interview stage, but I think, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing when you are interviewing, it's just like, it's a two-way thing. An interview is not just about them interviewing you. It's about you understanding that person. So really understand the motivations, really understand the, how your manager nurtures and develops their, develops their team. But yeah, I do agree that um, a good manager can make a world of difference, like a mm-hmm. massive world of difference. And, you know, whilst I've not always done my the exact dream job, I've had such great guidance and leadership. And I think I, I'm, I'm a strong believer in like great managers. And I think that's something where I um, probably put a lot of my pressure on myself to really make sure I'm just as good as leader as um, leaders I've had before me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you wanted to go back to full time for Bumble because you loved the brand. Were there pros and cons to that? Or was it you were always looking for that kind of next role anyway, regardless if it was full time or consulting? Because, you know, some people are very comfortable contracting and then they full time. It's like, oh, is it as lucrative? You know, is there different salary rates, etc. So it's kind of like interesting to see a successful consultant going back to full-time how does that kind of you know what are the drivers in that I wasn't looking at all to move I was really happy with my consulting and it was going really well um I was I you know I'm really driven in the sense that I want to make a difference and I want to make an impact in people's Mm -hmm. lives that's what I say my kind of 
sole purposes and you know for me at Bumble it was the opportunity to do that to millions of women across the globe so for me it was very much that opportunity I don't think I would have necessarily gone to another company at that time it was really more around the fact that Bumble aligned so much with my personal and professional values and I really saw this as like the opportunity to kind of really shape and redefine um redefine society and really empower yeah. women in all aspects of their lives so that was really motivating for me and that was really my biggest driver um so I wasn't I wasn't governed by like pros and cons of consulting it was more like how can I go and continue to make a difference in the lives of women yeah amazing and it sounds really fulfilling as well if that's kind of what your values are um okay so back to Bumble so tell me about your role at Bumble what's your day-to-day like and what is your strategy around it um, so I lead the European marketing team, um, so lead all the marketing operations across the region. Day to day, it's really around kind of um, developing and um, developing and leading the marketing strategies to help us grow across the region and continuing empowering women in um, their love lives, their work professional lives, and their friendship as well. So that really is the core of my role. Day to day, I've got um, a number of different people on my team across different regions. Um, really working through how we grow the brand um, through different strategies such as communications, big brand campaigns, influencer work, um, partnerships, a whole range of different marketing channels. Um, and my role as you like as the leader of the team is really around managing that strategy, executing that strategy, but also being managing a team as well and nurturing the team. Um, and I think one of the biggest lessons as I've learned as I've gone on my career is around as you become a leader like your role becomes more on the operational and managing the team versus the actual day-to-day execution. Mm-hmm. Mm. What is your biggest challenge in the role? So I guess the biggest challenge is time. I always like yeah. we, we work so quickly we are a really fast-growing company. I think it's always the you could always do with a little bit more time right. I think that's um, mm-hmm. something and um you know but that's the but also I always say it's more like I can do more time but then I love the I love the fast-paced nature of tech so I think it's kind of a bit of a double-edged yeah absolutely um and so what keeps you motivated in your job you know if there's what keeps you um wanting to deliver and excited about the role frankly it's you know seeing the impact of the work and how we're empowering women across the globe that keeps me motivated secondly it's my team I really really they are fantastic and mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant I think the the strength of um like the strength of like your career and how you do as a leader is really due to your team like you need a strong team you cannot you know um there's this great proverb which is like if you want to I can't remember what it's called but it's like if you want to go far um that go with a group of people like you need you need to, to to achieve things you need to have a group of people you can't do it on your own kind of a thing you can't do it on your own mm. yeah absolutely and so my team absolutely are um a key motivation to me oh, amazing so tell me a bit more about kind of marketing in bumble you know what is what's your vision for that because i've seen some really empowering marketing campaigns that i i do like from bumble so what's your favorite one and kind of what ones like how do you come up with the concepts um, I mean, it's a pretty lengthy process of really spending a lot of time around understanding how our, like, our community are feeling and how we can best add value to them. It always starts from there. And we build our campaigns around that. So consumer first approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, Favourite marketing campaign is just our campaign, which is going on at the moment, which mm. is our My Love is Black Love campaign. Um, yeah. yeah, 
Oh, that's great. Yeah, um, that's great. So, yeah, I think for me that has a lot of personal significance to me as growing up there was, I never saw representation of black love in mainstream media at all. Um, still even today, it's not, you really don't see that. And I think for us, there was so much power. We have, you know, we've got 31 different voices all talking about an articulation of yeah. black love and what it means to them to in the black British community. Um, the response has just been overwhelming. I mean, every day when I'm looking at a, um, reading a story or re watching a piece of content that we've had, it's just so empowering to see that. And I think that definitely has been the most rewarding campaign I've worked on in my career today. And I know that it's not just something that I share uniquely because we've had from our community and it's made a difference in a lot of people's lives. Like seeing black love for 31 days. And I think a lot of people like, you know, I personally have not seen that level of black love um, portrayed anywhere before. Yeah, amazing. And it's really amazing for the brand to kind of do that and allow people to have relatable content and kind of see that. Congrats. Thank um, you. Okay, great. So I want to talk a bit more about the power of quitting. So tell, this is a group that you have set up. Tell me a bit more about the message, the concept and where the idea came from. Yeah, so it came from when I quit my job and yeah. <laughs> at the time I um, I had a number of like different women I, I was inspired by and peers who had quit their jobs um, and there was, you know, there was this article which Alex Holder, who we work with at Bumble um, quite a bit and I've worked with um, prior to Bumble, wrote this article about the joy of quitting and it completely transformed the way I was thinking on quitting because I think I used to associate quitting with failure and you know that it was your you know essentially that you're you don't have the drive to con continue to see it through essentially and this really reframed like how I thought about it and also how I thought about my situation as well and I was thinking I was like if I'm feeling like this so many people must be thinking about you know, like them seeing themselves as a failure when actually there's so much power in quitting and pursuing what you're passionate about. So I launched The Power of Quitting, which was a panel series back in the day when events were, <laughs> in real life, <laughs> event, events were a thing. Um, and it was a panel series really focused on how, um, how to empower women to pursue careers of passion as well and the power behind quitting to allow that. So I had events in um, London, Berlin um, and New York and all of them were sellout events as well. Oh, so yeah. it, was it was really important for me and it's still a great platform that I um, do some events, speak around as well because I think it's really important um, for women in particular um, to really feel that there's strength in quitting. Um, and I know that it touched a lot of people's lives as well and personally mine like I I would sit there moderating it but was taking notes and listening to all these amazing women yeah. of how they quit um, and made some brilliant decisions in their lives as a result um yeah it's amazing and to have the courage to quit something when you know there's all this different risk is amazing to do so so in terms of kind of what you've learned and what you, you're kind of trying to spread with the message if you know people are stuck in their career what are the kind of key steps you think they can do to kind of break out of that or what mindset do you think they can kind of adopt yeah there's a number of things i think the first is around 
Um, so I will say, like, I wouldn't just quit without a plan. Like, I think Absolutely. that's a, a massive luxury to be able to do so, to be yeah. fair. And um, so I think um, what I always spend some time is, like, what do you want to achieve both on a kind of short term, like one, six to 12 months, and then a bit longer term? And, you know, can you do that? Can you achieve any of that in your current role and career now? Are there any opportunities or ways you can pivot? If that's not the case, it's like, but if you could think about an ideal role that you would want to do, what does that look like as well? And spend some time thinking about that. Um, and then from there, it's really just making a plan of action. So if you are planning on um, quitting, it's like, can you do some things, which I, this is probably not realistic in the COVID era, but prior to that is, can you speak to your company about moving to four days a week? And you can start, if you're planning on you know, starting your own company, you want to ease things out, and then having one day to work on your own stuff. The next is around, you know, putting a plan if you want to quit your job and you want to take some time out to maybe start your own company or you're headhunting for new jobs, make sure you've got some savings, like at least three months of savings as well, like plan around that as well. Um, and start making a plan to what your steps are as well. Also start like networking and looking for opportunities, getting advice as well from peers, mentors, or different people who are maybe in those roles or in those positions of how they've done that as well. Um, but my biggest thing is to plan and also just to be clear on like what you want to achieve as a result of quitting your job as well. So like a clear plan and key steps, even if small steps to kind of get there rather than just, because I feel like everyone thinks it's a huge leap and just quit, but it's like absolutely not. Like definitely small steps. No. And I think also there's definitely an element of courage, right? So I think mm. there's, whilst you can plan, there's this element of like, you've got to be brave and actually I think it, yeah. that's always and actually do it and so plan but don't over plan that you get stuck yeah <laughs> um, and you see that a lot where you're like you know I'm I'm I can't do it because I've not spoken to enough people but like plan so you feel comfortable and you feel kind of you know you're being sensible but then also just got to be brave as well yeah and I feel like don't care what other people think as well because if you go around like telling too many people the plan and people start giving their opinions oh, you're like gosh, forget it totally totally yeah I feel like I I intentionally keep some things to myself because people always have opinions and people will project fears their own fears on you so I think you know it was when, when I was probably thinking outside my consultancy it's like no like you've just done so well in your career like so far like you should stay or you should try this company and then some people are like yes you should do it and it's everyone projecting their fears yeah. and sometimes you meet and you're just you know it's a bit it's a bit intense and sometimes you just need some kind of you just need like yes have some views and take that into consideration but sometimes just kind of go for it yeah absolutely so in terms of female empowerment or just empowerment in general how do you think we can empower ourselves or even other people in our careers it's quite a big question something yeah. i'm always learning as well um i think with empowering ourselves i really do think it's around for, for me personally and i'm gonna say like what i think is like yeah, being clear on what my what my purpose is so like mm -hmm. what is it that i want to achieve and that really is my north star and center and like what i'm kind of focusing on and that gives me that empowering, like that empowers me because that's what I want to achieve. So, and I think sometimes we get so like with purpose, people like, I don't know what my purpose is. And they, you know, your purpose could just be like, you know, and you're, right now could just be like, I want to, you know, work in this career to do X. Like it doesn't need to be this elaborate thing around yeah. like, you know, saving, saving the saving yeah. the world, but having a clear North Star of what you achieve. And then I think when it comes to 
empowering others. I'm such a big cheerleader of my community and my friends and constantly and I think um you know there's something about women empowering women and it's just mm-hmm. absolutely amazing so bring people up and I am um a big proponent of that that I think it's that analogy or statement which is around like passing the elevator back down and I just love that like as you rise up continue to take people with you and that really is my mentality as well so I am I don't ever forget about like how how people have helped me in the past and those situations and I'm always a big believer it's like as I grow like you know pass the elevator down and take people along with you yeah I think that's the saying it's something yeah, that's a really that. good analogy. Yeah, but I get it with the elevator, though. So the, yeah, the yeah. concept is there. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Um, so in terms of mentoring, I know are you you kind of work with OK Mentor. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what is the value of a mentor, and how one? How do you find one that suits you, and how do you work with them? Like, how do you get the best out of them? Yeah. I my mentors probably don't even know they're my mentors and so I think there's sometimes like mentorship can um it can kind of sometimes be a little bit people are busy right that's the one Mm. thing it's like so I think a lot of people you need to be really clear about what you want to achieve and what you want all about out of that as well and I how I a lot of my mentors have come from people that I have worked with in the past and I've kind of sought their guidance on things and advice around certain situations, pivotal situations. They probably don't know they're my mentor, but I see them as someone who I kind of go to and I catch up with them on a regular basis as well. I think there's two ways. There's like that sort of mentoring, which is a little bit more informal and then you can have a little bit more rigor where you are identifying certain people who you want to learn from and having a clear ask. So I think when you are doing that kind of more formalized approach, like what is the ask? how much time do you want to spend with that mentor as well? Like, is it once a quarter, is it, you know, once a month, being really clear and then having a bit of a chemistry session. So like, do you actually get on? Because that's one of the first things. Mm-hmm. Because, you, you know, you might be thinking, like, this person's absolutely amazing for me. And then you get on, you're both like, oh, it's not necessarily rapport and establish that. But it's your responsibility as the mentee to determine what you want out of it. So it's your responsibility to set the agenda follow up like measure that it really is the mentee not the mentor the mentor is there to be a support and encouraging and a bit of a sounding board to you as well so I have a number of different mentors some more formal and some not who I turn to around career advice or guidance or you know um or if I'm in tricky situations um or feeling a little bit stuck um I definitely turn to them and I've got a number um number of different ones um quite a few of them actually men um so I'm a big you know men also empower women and mm-hmm. um so yeah I think it's been yeah that, those, that, that's kind of my top tips around mentoring yeah yeah amazing yeah I think there's probably different mentors for different things as well isn't it and it's not necessarily yeah. have to be in your you know it doesn't have to be someone who's a director of marketing somewhere else or you know higher in, also, in marketing than you you know what I mean yeah also a lot of my mentors like some are in the industry and then some are in complete different yeah as well so you know one of my mentors is a partner at an accountancy firm and he gives me a different outlook on my career to somebody in the industry and so it kind of balances as well yeah that's so interesting um okay so I want to ask you just about some um career topics that you know people maybe either struggle with or kind of um may find useful to get advice around 
So just going to ask three, um, what are your top tips for negotiating salary? I would say have a number, like go in there, have a number. Yeah. Um, and um, I think as women, sometimes we can set the number too low. Yeah. Um, so that's something to just go in there, have a high number. I think also it's don't take the first offer, so spend some time reflecting on it as well. I am a big proponent in like transparency. So like asking mm -hmm. people who are in the same um so who are in the same career or industries as you to get a real benchmark you don't know until you ask as well like you know there's great things online but really understanding like, what are people paid on the market and making sure that's there um do your research as well but um my top top tip is just like don't like don't say yes to the first offer immediately like spend some time reflecting on it and speaking to people to get a bit of a benchmark around that yeah absolutely um okay so what about work-life balance Yes, I think um, <laughs> there's this whole thing around, you know, work-life balance and definitely I'm, a, you know, I, I, my work does blend in with my life and mm -hmm. I, I don't always see that as negative because I'm, I'm a big, you know, I get a lot of fulfillment from my work as well. I do make sure that I carve out time just for me time because I think you, you absolutely do need that. And so, um, you know, I exercise in the morning, I, you know, work free weekends, um, definitely like go on you know I make sure I have time to meditate like I break my day up as well but yeah. I think sometimes there's this concept of like you must finish at 6pm and then go to spin class and then do this and like that's work-life balance and I just don't think there's mm -hmm. always going to be the accurate and most equal balance and I used to think that and then I you know as I've gone on and I've got older I'm like it does just doesn't always exist as well and there's going to be peaks in your time where your work takes priority there's going to be peaks in your time when like your life takes priority as well. So it's never going to be up like 50-50 the whole time. And it's kind of balance that works for you as an individual as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, and um, managing a team. Number one is um, know what motivates your team. Like what mm -hmm. are they motivated by? What are they trying to achieve? And it's your role as a manager to help them get to what they want to achieve as well. So that's really clear as well. Um, I always think that, um, and how I've approached it with management is be a, like it should be a partnership. So I don't see it as like a top-down approach. It's very much a partnership. I absolutely learn so much from my direct reports, and I think that's how it should be as well. Like you, like they should be able to challenge you as much as you challenge them as well. So I really see it as a true partnership as well. And then also just honesty and transparency as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's really key as well. Being really honest around you know feedback to development being really clear on that um with your team is key but the biggest top tip is like understanding what motivates your team yeah and they want to achieve. fully supporting them um okay great so in terms of your career are you a believer in that kind of five-year career plan or do you kind of create as you go or believe you know like would you would you encourage people to have a long-term vision and goals any thoughts around mm -hmm. that I think there's there's a good thing about having a long-term vision is it does become a little bit of your star metric but understand that it's going to flex and change mm -hmm. and it's not always going to be like a linear path mine absolutely isn't a linear path today and I always say that um my biggest achievements yet to come so I think definitely it's good to have like a bit of a vision absolutely I am 
and one of those people who has like a year plan a five-year plan that is absolutely that's me and that's kind of how I work and that's how what it motivates but really understanding what works for you so for you it might just be like a three-month plan if you're looking at really short-term goals to really keep yourself accountable it might be a little bit longer but I you know as cliche as it is the new year starts I write my new year's resolution and I write down what I want to achieve and then I review and see how I'm progressing with those um like month on month yeah I'm a goal setter as well to be honest yeah um so like I don't know I'm so cliche and a little bit like you know you know all those diaries and stuff but I'm such a goal setter oh I love them as well and I love to-do lists I love it all like even yeah, for like personal yeah. stuff <laughs> yes yeah, I've got a, I've got a personal to-do list and work same. to-do list <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god here we are okay so what is one piece of advice that you would give someone in their career and this can be on anything like one key advice um, you live by one piece of advice is to be kind to everyone so mm-hmm. be kind to you know from you know the receptionist to the ceo that's number one advice be kind to everyone you do not know where people are going to go and where they're going right. to end up so kindness is number one amazing that's really amazing um okay so my final question is around recommendations so i want you to give me and this is purely just kind of uh being nosy um <laughs> i want you to recommend a book that either you know you love or change your life find super inspiring beauty product and your favorite restaurant in London um I think book that um inspired me I read a lot so this is a really tough question so I'll just do Brit by Angela Duckworth it's a fantastic book um all around tenacity and resilience which um it's a recommended read from I would always recommend that is that um like a career business focused book yeah it's really around just the importance of grit in your career and your yeah, life I think I've as heard well. of it. Yeah, um, yeah yeah it's a great one I definitely recommend that um I, you know I yeah like I said I read a lot so I really loved Shoe Dog by Phil Knight because it's a beast that's so weird book. I was just thinking that you would say that that's yeah so that's so yeah funny, no because yeah. I, I read that that's really good yeah it's such so a piece of a book and I think it's just like it's the journey to build something like it's like we look at Mikey now and we're like you know it's this great brand but like what it took and the process and the constant like the hurdles you go through so like I think grit actually is like a bit of a great like book to read a lot like uh, following or after shoe dog as well but okay absolutely that is an absolute great like a fantastic book and then um there's a book called the making of the manager by julie Zhu, i might be pronouncing it wrong fantastic i'd recommended it recommended to experienced managers or new managers mm-hmm. when people on my team have become managers i've sent them the book in the post because it's just such a great book and yeah. it's you just i just you just learn a lot and then there's another book called emotional intelligence by and i can't remember i probably have the name somewhere travis bradbury and you know, eat, like emotional intelligence is just such an underestimated thing, but it's such mm-hmm. an important quality mm-hmm. of a leader. So um, I'd say those couple of books. Amazing. Sounds really good. I, I do love Shoe Dog, but I definitely will check out the rest. Um, yeah, okay. Your beauty product? Um, I'm going to pronounce this really incorrectly, but it's mm-hmm. P50, P50 Biologic, Biologic Research, I think. It's okay. And it's basically a facial in a bottle absolutely amazing i am a diehard fan and i've been using it for a number of years i can't recommend it 
more. It's amazing. P fifty is that what it's called? Is it like a yeah, peel? P50. Yeah, it's like an exfoliator. And, oh, like um, an acid exfoliator. Or yeah, it 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 smells disgusting. I remember like my husband was like, "Oh, like what is yeah. this?" You stay away. Get used to this. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "What is this smell?" But it's absolutely amazing. I'd recommend it. Like honestly, when you Google it, there's so many things. But like, it's the most amazing oh, thing. Saying, "Oh my god, I love like a peel or those kind of facials mm, in a bottle." Yeah, yeah. Um, and your favorite restaurant in London? Um, yeah, it's my favorite restaurant. Actually, um, it's called Mr. Bow, and it's in Peckham. Mm. And I, it's just a really low key place, but my husband and I love it so much. Like it's super, super low key. Um, and they just do the great best bow buns. And so we go probably like twice or once a year, mainly around like his birthday because he always wants something really low key. But it's just it's really nice and it's our favorite place. And like the owner's really friendly. Like there's only a few covers there. And just yeah, it's really nice. Oh, I love bows as well. Yeah, yeah amazing. It's so good. I've it's heard of that good. one actually. I need to go there. Um, yeah, okay. Definitely. Thank you so much, Naomi. That was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.